Relax. You're quite safe here. <laughs> Good evening, and welcome to Rock Strikes. Welcome to Rock Strikes Ten, the show guaranteed to always give you ten songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it at cnjradio.com or you're subscribed and leaving a star rating and review on iTunes, never missing one single episode, and telling all of your friends to listen. I'll figure out what that part's going to be like, but that's pretty much what I like right now. Tell people about my show, since you're the only ones listening. All right, so it's time once again for another episode of The Fallen. As you know, anytime hey, we do a fallen episode, yeah, right. yes, Logan yeah. is here. Fred, he's got a, he's got, he's got a tan. The Grim Reaper. Yeah, the E Reaper. Logan is here with us. Yeah, he, fresh from Orlando. That's right. Tanned. Um, actually, slightly this, burned. Actually, this is toasted. more from the the last weekend. Yeah, toasted because that was a couple weeks ago. Yeah, toasted and drinking and, and, Hell yeah. and ready to do some falling. I'm extra crispy. Yeah, you are. This is the reddest I've ever seen you. Yeah, uh, you gotta see my back. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. Maybe as no, a closer. That's fine. That's fine. We'll do it as a closer. Yeah. All right. Well, that's hey. an ender. That's <laughs> yes. totally an ender. So, hey Joey, what's going on, dude? Oh, plenty, man. Plenty. I mean, uh, a lot of death. I hear. D e a t h. Yeah. Death. And death. Death. I was telling you before we went on no. the air. Thankfully, the way this year started, it's not the way the year is going. Thankfully. I think this year is going to be known. They're going to say a huge death year, but it's only a huge name death year. But still, that counts. It does. But um, and and I'm not trying to, you know. It's say all any... about quality, not quantity. Yeah. So we're doing this thing where we're trying to play a little catch up on 2016 with the deaths, which uh, we actually made cuts for this episode just so we could actually stay somewhat current. Sorry, Jefferson Airplane. <laughs> yeah, the the original lead singer from Jefferson Airplane's on the show. The further seems forever, guys. Was, not on the show. Was on the show. Yeah, so we made some cuts. No disrespect. It's just uh, no. You're cool. You stuff know. we can talk about a little bit more and relate to a little bit more. So we did have to be a little snobby on this list. Peace out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So starting off, first entrant here in the uh, the fallen wing of 2016. Oh, one of the great it's singers. A That's a big one. Yeah, this one. That's uh, a big. One. As far as this genre goes, and I hate to qualify it because it's it's too bad this isn't no, no, more no. universal. As far as the entire, I mean, I'm like world of music, this was a big one, man. This is a big I one. I think so. But for R&B, soul, and funk, one of the great singers and one of the great songwriters great of pop, all time. Great pop music, man. Oh, man. A band who I will actually say, and we should have talked about this on our Greatest Hits show, I don't get sick of the hits. Nope. And I've heard these hits a trillion times, but they yep. still resonate so well. And I wasn't, this isn't even my generation, to be honest with Ooh, you. not, well. Like, I, I came in, like, past, sort of you know, like, quote, past their prime right, is when yeah. I, I first discovered these guys. But going back, super rewarding. Talking yeah. about the now late great Maurice White from Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh, man, like I said, if you listen to September, which comes on every five minutes still on the radio... It's still the jam. It's still fucking greatness. My daughter will sing it to you. That's awesome. Yeah, it's great. Your daughter. And how old's your daughter? 11. <laughs> there you go. But her mom taught her that, not okay. me. Okay, well, so. yeah, you move know, on from that. That's but, still yeah. cool, though. I mean, yeah. she, she, still... she retained yeah. a, a, a very cool part of, and she doesn't understand the, the importance of that, that 
R and B funk kind of thing going on. She just yeah. you know, oh, it's a fun song that my mom sings. Yeah. And I'm latched on to it. And then later on in her life, whenever she goes, holy shit. Yeah. The rest of this stuff was good. Why didn't she show me that? Yeah. So maybe I uh, should. Yeah, I yeah. Know. But yeah, you can whip off yeah. a, a half dozen Earth, Wind, and Fire hits right off the bat. Great stuff. September, Let's Groove, That's you know, that's the Way of the World, Serpentine Fire, Boogie Wonderland. Oh, man. Like, that that reads, uh, as David Lee Ross said, that reads as a baby boomer pool party. Yeah. Like, right, Ooh, right, yeah. <laughs> like, bam. Bring your own cocaine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> B-Y-O-C. So, yes. If I can sample Dave right there, I, I will. But uh, You say that one Before too? that, before okay. uh, as, we, as we go through this entire crazy uh, fallen list, and we're trying to have fun once again, because with a theme like this, you got to try to have a little fun. Have fun, people. And uh, But I'm, I'm, I'm going to actually go uh, into kind of uh, what they like to call, if you had a Cadillac in the 70s, you're going to go into gangster lean mode here. Right. I want to go a little light, a little balladish. This is... My favorite Earth, Wind, and Fire song today. So that's why we're going to play on the show. Good enough. So kicking off the show here today, this is EWF Fantasy.
right, kicking off the show here Ooh. this week, following up 2016, that was for Maurice White, Earth, Wind, and Fire's Fantasy from the 1977 classic, All in All. Nice. Hope you enjoyed that out there. If, if you, you didn't, you have no soul. That's all I can really say about you. So. No funk. Speaking of the funk. You ain't smooth. Uh, now, this next person very much associated with some Hall of Famers of funk. Uh, you know, all, all over the place. If you... Uh, it's funny because this person's supposed to be actually more famous than they really are. This person definitely had a name back in the early to mid '80s as an Injuine or Ingenue. Uh, oh, Ingenue? Is that, is that how you say it? I guess, man. That's French. I'm. I. I sound really dumb right there. That's all right. <laughs> Ingenue. But, but as a how, how do you put this? A uh, protege. Protege. Yes. Good one. I was gonna uh, say. Yeah. I was gonna say associate, but that sounds a little cold because this person was probably fucking the other person. Oh. Um, Vanity. Fucking, fucking the boss? Oh, yeah, yeah she was fucking the boss. Yeah, probably. And, Maybe? And that's how you can tell because... They're both dead now, so we well, can probably say well, that. That's the weird thing because uh, Vanity dies and then Prince actually, you know, after him not even probably speaking her name for like 30 years, does a tribute to her on stage. Oh, throw, and then throw, his heart breaks and he dies. Yeah, it could be, you never know, but... Or maybe it was never mind. But, but that's weird. That's one of those things that it's kind of. I mean, obviously, her death got massively outshadowed because of these kind of circumstances. But well, at yeah. a time, once upon a time, and in some parallel universe, right. Vanity is the Apollonia in Purple Rain because she was supposed to have that yeah. role. Oh, was she? Oh, yeah, that oh. was her role, and she huh. lost it because something went God, down, and it, that. and it turned into Apollonia's co-star. So. Huh. That's what happened there. But you do see Vanity for like a second in Purple Rain because oh, they are it? performing. I don't even. Oh, that's like right. Sex they shooter, are. I think. That's there. right. That's yeah. right. Because a lot of people don't even realize the Purple Rain soundtrack was supposed to not just be Prince. It was supposed to have the Time songs right. on there and the Vanity. And so it just, yeah. I ain't got time that for that. Would, yeah. What the hell that would been? Maybe like a bonus disc, you know, later on. Or oh, something. no, no, no. Or no. a more music from. Let them put out their own record and deal <laughs> yes. with it. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a big deal because it's part of the big Prince family tree, you know? Right. I mean, it's so yeah. massive respect there. And, you know, Vandy Six had a handful of hits. I think this is probably the biggest one. It's been even covered at this point by a bunch of dance and, and soul artists. And Who did she date? Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I was, we were talking about this <laughs> off the air. After her and Prince broke up, she, <laughs> she wound up dating Nikki Six. Yeah. So, hey, Vanity Six. Vanity Six, Nikki Six. Oh, See, that's what God. I thought you were pulling my chain. No, no. Not that's a joke. what I was like. Not a joke. What are you kidding me? Yeah. Nikki. Which, which Nikki wasn't in the band. Which apparently, uh, that was like Nikki's big... Did you just figure that out? Actually, I did. Oh, my God. Uh, I was just like, yeah. why is he fucking dealing with... You <laughs> yeah. know? What's but, he serving? I do remember as a, a formerly huge Nikki Six fan uh, that formerly huge, well, not a big fan of him nowadays. Oh, big but, other show lately. Yeah, other show, yeah. but uh, Vanity is responsible for one of Nikki's most uh, socially scientific lyrics of all time um, in the song "Girls, uh, Girls, Girls." No, <laughs> in the it's a song on Theater of Pain's a deep cut called "Fight for Your Right." Oh, that was a good one. And there's a lyric in there, and it's weird hearing Vince sing this line. Not, not that I know Vince to not be a tolerant person, right? But it's just weird hearing him say, 
Martin Luther spoke the truth, the color of our blood's the same, oh. which was directly influenced by Nikki Dating Vandy at the time. Thank so. you, NASCAR. <laughs> yes, NASCAR. I'm just, you know. What, because he raced cars? <laughs> Maybe? Okay. Uh, that all being said, we're completely, you want from completely bogged down here. Awesome. Uh, thankfully, because of Prince, I did have a couple of Vanity Six tracks. Thank God. Uh, from a, a very cool collection. I didn't have any. The Girl Six soundtrack. Another six. Oh, I there have that one. Yeah. Oh, shit, I have some Vanity Six so then. So if you have it, you have this song here. So Vanity Six's biggest hit for Vanity. Naughty late, Girl? The late Vanity. Oh, we're going to play Nasty Girl. Nasty Girl, that's yeah. it. So check it out. Yeah. I have that. Yeah, get your stripper pole out. There you go.
was vanity six if you had the 12 inch single of that then you might have had a 12 inch because it, it looks all of like a fredericks of hollywood catalog on Ooh, the, yeah, the cover it there. so it fits the song for sure i mean they knew what they were doing it's I pretty mean, hot yeah absolutely so no if you're yeah if you're 12 in 1982 yeah hell yeah yeah totally my <laughs> there's a sears there catalog was, there was a, and then the vanity six cover there was a point in my household, I was raised by women, and there was a point... Ooh, you were raised by women? Yeah, my mom and my sister, oh. you know. But um, there was a point when I was about 11 years old, and we moved into our townhouse right. to where um, that Fredericks of Hollywood catalog that my mom used Did to get in the mail... actually get that? She stopped getting them after a while, let's just say. Uh... Like, she, they came to the house, but she stopped getting them. Yeah, just, I hear you. Okay, right on. <laughs> All right, she'll never hear this. Nope. So, <laughs> even if she ever, you know, my mom was Whatever. pretty cool. Even if she found something like that, she would never have that face to face with me ever. You're in your forties now. I'm I'm 37. Thank you. You just because you're in your forties, don't take it out on me. Close enough, man. Close enough. <laughs> All right. Uh, as we do here on the show, I think those are pretty notable names to kick off the show. Uh, yeah. We're gonna move over into the rock and roll is genre. This, is this the one that we don't know? No, no, that's going to okay. be at the very end, actually. Okay. I'm going to surprise you with one, because oh. people are going to go, oh my god, really? Like, not in a bad way, but in a, oh, kind of way. Oh. Like a sad way. Oh. So, But we're going to go into rock and roll. I'm talking like roots, rock and roll okay. type sound. You know, the 50s uh, kind of mentality, the 50s attitude. All right, all right. This is a guy, this is interesting, this is a guy who was in a perennial 50s rock and roll act that later became known as... The lead guy in a fifties <laughs> nostalgia-based act, so he kind of inceptioned his career. He like went into himself and then came out on he the double other end. appropriated everything. Yeah, so okay. right. this guy is a. Fi- I always say I'm like a seventies guy. This is a fifties guy all the way. Like, right. So Lenny Baker, he was the saxophone player for Danny and the Juniors. No saxophones. Saxophones. Uh, you know, at the hop. Like that kind of stuff. I mean, come on, forget about it. Palisades Park. 
That was Freddy Boom Boom Cannon. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We have the 50s in general. I fucking yeah. love the 50s. I keep it on 50s on 5 a lot. Thanks, Aunt Sue. So, yeah. And Carson Brucher. Yeah. Yeah. So, he's more of a 60s guy. But anyway, I just wanted to do the impersonation. Gotcha. So, he played saxophone for Danny and the Juniors. Saxophones. Yes. And then 20 years later, became a saxophone and lead singer for a little band that I have a massive soft spot for, much to some of your chagrin. Shanana. Uh, so, uh, you know, we've actually paid tribute to a couple of Shanana guys. They seem to be kind of dropping like flies lately. Chagrin exposed. Yes, for you, uh, indeed. <laughs> but uh, for those of you out there, maybe you have daughters or wives or whatever, probably really into Greece. Grandparents. I would, I would, grandparents at this point are into Greece. Yes, absolutely. Um, <laughs> you're you're, you're going to be close. You're getting there soon. Um, <laughs> Let's hope not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Knock on wood. Yes, thank you, Eddie Floyd. All right, so... It's not even wood, is it? I don't know. But getting back to Lenny Baker. Yes. By the way, I.E., that's that's, that's annoying. But uh, L.E.N. and I.E., yeah, all right. Oh, is it I.E.? Yeah, it is. I know, weird. So... The 50s sucked. (laughs) So, this guy, you've seen Grease. Everybody has, even if you hate it. So, during the prom scene, when Shanana playing as a fake band. Not, I like Grease, okay. Yeah. So uh, the guy that sings lead vocals on okay. Blue Moon, that's, right. that's Lenny Baker. Okay. So I think he's uh, important enough to be on this list. Please so tell me that, you're playing Blue Moon. I'm going to go ahead and do it. All right. I'm going to go ahead and do it just, just to help you out a little bit. That's so, good. I appreciate go. that, Joey. Here is, I, I forget the fake band name, but I'll have it when we come back. This is Shanana, but wait. performing in Grease. This is Blue Moon. Blue Moon. One of the greatest songs ever. Anyway, so check it out. Blue Please adore 
All right, there you go. That was uh, a favorite of mine and not a favorite of Logan's, but that was Shanana with Blue Moon. <laughs> Another Shanana guy, Don. For Lenny Baker. Yeah, Good pipes funny. on that guy, so rest in peace. Hey, I sing along. This is uh, not a very scientific version of The Fallen because it's a very loose recording. I don't even have my stats in front of me. I don't even know what these people died of. Ooh. So they're just going to keep going. And uh, Okay. A guy I'm very uninformed of. However, I just found out about this guy because he died, which is a very sad thing to, you know... Wait, I what's his name? I'll Google him. His name, yeah, please Google this guy, this next guy here. Or actually, they should probably Google him. Sure, this next, as long as you're not driving. So this guy's name is <laughs> C.L. Blast. C.L. Which is a great name. Clarence Leonard? <laughs> Maybe something like Blast? that. Blast? B-L-A-S-T? Yeah, like pow. Fuck, man, I need to change my name. I got C and L. Yeah. I could redo my last name. Yeah, there you go. Hey, you are a CL uh, in the, yeah, in a sense. Okay, Just but uh, yeah. All, 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 uh, all tangents aside, CL Blast. Uh, this guy, hey man, this guy's involved with Stax Records, so that's good enough for me. That's it. That's good enough. And uh, for those of you who are friends of the show, you know that there's going to be a lot of soul and R&B on an episode like this, but uh, we're glad to do it, especially with a guy associated with greatness, such as Stax Records. So it's an instance of... R&B um, dude, rest in peace. Yeah. So or rest in power is that the new thing now? Rest in power. Yeah, oh, have you not seen that shit? We'll talk about that yeah. during the song. So, okay. uh, for CL Blast, much like what I thought when I heard his stuff, I said, "Are we gonna play it?" Yeah, yeah, sure. So it's the, Stacks Records. The song is called. If you're on Stacks, you're 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 you're, you're, in. you're, you're, you're in, dude. You're in. So this song is called "I'm Glad to Do It." So we're all gonna listen to this for the first time. Check it Motowners, out. we gotta think about you though. <laughs> I want to share my heart with you And I hope you feel the same way too I want to do Give you all of 
not only that The memories of All the, all those little things Those little things We used to do Oh, I'm so glad to do it I'm glad to do it So glad to do it I'm glad to do it I gave you my heart I'm glad to do it So glad to do it I'm glad to do it Woman, do you feel I'm glad to do it So glad to do it I'm glad to do it All right, CL Blast there with I'm Glad to Do It, and I was glad to play it. I enjoyed that. I hope you enjoyed it out there been saying that a lot lately on the show that's becoming one of my standard things i say i'm glad i hope you enjoyed that but seriously i say it because i mean it logan's in the bathroom and getting another beer so we're going to move on to the next song here plus and i can elaborate on this track more than he could anyway self-admittedly but this next one is for a lady called gail mccormick Gail was the lead singer of a 70s band. I think they started like in the late 60s, but they were putting out records in the 70s. And I only recently found out about them, well, I say recently, but like a little under 10 years ago. Uh, it was in a band called Smith. And very notably, it's one of those things where we say thank you to Quentin Tarantino for putting these crazy, awesome, slightly obscure things on his soundtracks so we can all discover them for the first time, like their new songs. And the one I took notice of the most uh, when he put out the movie Death Proof during the uh, Grindhouse double feature was from this band Smith. So this is all I ever knew of them, uh, ever, for a while. I actually picked up one of their full-length albums after a few years now on vinyl. But I'm going to go ahead and play this one anyway because this was my first impression of them. So if it's yours, you could do no better. This is a Shirelles cover. And apparently it charted higher in some countries than the original version, so that's pretty cool. But this is one of the great covers you're ever going to hear. A very kick-ass, blue-eyed soul version of Baby It's You. Check it out.
right, there you go. And a list of badass covers. Like I said before, that was Smith with their cover of The Shirelles, Baby It's You. I discovered it, like I said, from the Death Proof soundtrack. And you can find their stuff in vintage stores. I've seen a handful of Smith vinyls out there. So if you see that name, it's such a generic name, but Smith. Makes it kind of ironic since we're not death proof. Oh, man. Wow. Heavy, huh? Pretty heavy. Pretty heavy stuff. (laughs) Now, in a year where people like bowie and prince and you know people like that aren't, maurice white and maurice white aren't, I, I, aren't I'll, dying i'll, I'll put the you know i'll put sure, them there sure like i there. said you know I, I hated to qualify the for their genre but sometimes that is a truth but in a year where those people aren't dying somebody like this would have been the top story of the year yeah because this guy i mean he's a legit hall of famer I mean, I would have to say probably the most notable, if not most famous, record producer of all time would have to be George Martin. Yes. I mean, just obviously the big elephant in the room for his work with the Beatles alone. If you're just a casual listener of radio who might happen to know who a producer is. Yeah. You know, that's not... The only names that could ever come up. You know, Terry... Terry Jam and whatever. Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Bob Ezrin, Jack Douglas, right. people like that. Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin, of course. I, I think mean, Rick is probably I mean, the most th- famous modern producer. If, if you actually think about it, whenever you're you're delving into the 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 cup of, and I mean cup because it's not it's like not a, a full. It's, it's not. not a it's not a. It's not a smorgasbord by any means. But whenever you're talking about producing. You're talking about a guy that had produced one of the most, or the most... Heralded. Infamous rock bands, pop bands, genre all over, whatever you want to call it, bands of all time. Yeah. So... And the funny thing about it is, and I feel, people say it's a funny thing, but I truly believe this is a real funny thing. If he had never produced the Beatles... Oh, he would still be on this episode <laughs> because he his probably credits, would because yeah I mean, the credits are ridiculous. I mean, a lot of us know that he did Cheap Trick, America. That was a big one for him because when people he hear did America, like like those big hits, Sister really? Golden Hair and Horseman. Are you shitting me? I didn't even know that. Yeah, because everybody, whenever anybody hears Sister Golden Hair on the radio, I have another episode for you because of stuff like that. Okay, that's fine. Tell me, tell me later. Yeah, I will. Whenever you hear that first line, that the guitar slide me? He of did Sister America Golden Hair, everybody goes, "That sounds like George Harrison." Well, that's well, why. Duh! <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. Oh shit! And then, like, I was looking at the credits. Something I didn't even know. He's got a UFO credit, Ultra Vox, uh, Celine Dion, Yoshiki what? from X Japan. I mean, what the fuck? Yoshiki. Yeah. What the we, fuck is that? We love you. I'll tell you later. We love okay. Yoshiki on this uh, show. But anyway. okay, that's cool. But yeah, like, I mean, so I love uh, Celine Dion. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. I didn't oh, you say let that. it slip. All no, right. Yeah. But of course, George Martin. Uh, you My know, heart will go on. I mean, if they were going to put out like a lifetime, you know, award of record producers and gave you a lifetime achievement award, it should probably be it called be the named George after Martin. The George Martin. Yeah, he's that guy. He's that dude. I think, um, and I I remember hearing a lot of interviews with him and seeing a lot of interviews with him on some of those Beatles documentaries, and I've seen a ton of them over the years. But one track he especially always, it kind of sounds bad to say it this way, like takes credit for. But in a sense of, I think it's a lot of a big collaboration between himself and John, especially yeah. on the Sgt. Pepper record when it comes to a song like this. So I felt like this is probably, 
the, the first or probably the second best because if I play, I feel like Day in the Life is a little overplayed because Day in the Life is probably his masterpiece. I would say as that. far as like if you had to put and something that's a down, well done song. It is. I'm going to play you this one because it's off the same album. It's off of the freaking probably the most influential album of all time, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club right, Band. Right, right. I think this is a true. It influenced the Beach Boys. Uh, or no, the Beach Boys influenced, influenced them. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. I apologize. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, McCartney went on record saying there was two albums that influenced Sgt. Pepper. Yeah, Pet Sounds. Yeah. and Freak Out by I the knew. Mothers of Invention. Oh, I didn't know that part. Yeah, he did. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, a song that doesn't get enough credit, in my opinion, from Sgt. Pepper, and it's not within you without you, thankfully. But it's this song right here. So to represent George Martin on the fall of 2016, this is being for the benefit of Mr. Kate. Benefit of Mr. Kite, there will be a show tonight on trampoline. The Hendersons will all be there, late of Pablo Frank is there, what a scene. Over men and horses, hoops and garters, lastly through a hogshead of real fire. In this way, Mr. K will challenge the world. Celebrated Mr. K performs his feet on Saturday at Bishop's Gate. The Hendersons will dance and sing as Mr. Kite flies through the ring. Don't be late. Let us K and H assure the public their production will be second to none. And of course, Henry the Horse dances the waltz. for George Martin being being for the benefit of Mr. Kite from, of course, the landmark 1966 record. 66, 67? Something like that. Sergeant Pepper. Actually, I think it's 67, actually. I think it's 67. Early 67. 
because I, I know it by the... Like January 1st, 1960. Yeah, I, I follow it from the Beatles no, I, Beach Boys timeline because Smile I, was supposed to, to come Google out. Do I for you No, that's all good. Okay, I want to say it's sure? probably March 67 if I had to... Okay. And by the way, the, the, the album that knocked the Monkees headquarters off of the number one slot. Ooh. Because the Monkees really had a legit thing going for about Ooh. a week. And then Sgt. Pepper came out and completely killed them off. <laughs> Pretty much forever on the charts, at least. But June first, nineteen sixty seven. Oh, okay. So man, that's how quick oh, wait, the music industry. Or the United States, June second, nineteen sixty seven. Oh, those Brits always have it ahead God, of Dang us. it, one day early. Honestly, man, don't you think that's a little bit of a time gap on just your you know, like central standard time versus whatever the time they're going off of? Well, I mean it's nineteen sixty seven, so okay. you know. <laughs> there were animals back then. Yeah. Still flying dragons. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Chris Riley? All right. Speaking of Brits. Good day, mate. Good day, mate. Their food's terrible. <laughs> um, I bet they have great bars, though. They do. Or pubs. Pubs. Taverns? Pubs and taverns. Whatever. So, I bet it's awesome there. We lost another biggie. And this is another one of those guys that sadly has taken a backseat to a lot of other bigs that just died the same year as Because he was badass. I, mean, I like I like Keith Emerson. He's rock a- keyboardist. And now Keith Emerson and John Lord, arguably the two greatest rock keyboardists of all time, have now left us. That were British. That were British. Yes, there you go. <laughs> and, you know, I am... I will... Not the biggest ELP fan in the world. However, I like enough of their stuff to where I'm like, they're a good band. I liked them. You know, you, you can't front on Carnival 9 and all that, that fun stuff. I even like Lucky Man. I think Lucky Man's a cool fucking song. And there's some good stuff. Brain Salad is awesome. Uh, yeah, Brain Salad is, is a must-own, of course. Like, totally. Um, if you don't have that, just turn this off and go get it. Yeah. I'm uh, just kidding. No. Just, yeah. Wait. Because no, no. we have some really cool stuff. We have a few more to go until you can just go down the store. But it is good, so... Realistically, just going on Amazon or Discogs or something. But Discogs. I'm going to throw you, Logan, I'm going to throw you my screwball, curveball pitch of the night. Or maybe junk ball, if, oh. uh, if you will. Okay. That's a very basketball-y reference. And I mean this with all due respect to Keith Emerson, because the guy was the man... Right. I bet, Logan, you haven't, unless you've run into this randomly on Sirius over the last years, I bet you haven't heard this song in 31 years. Oh. From 1985's Emerson Lake and Powell record, Powell. the first time I ever heard Keith Emerson play was this song, Touch and Go. Oh yeah, I remember that.
right. Oh. We love Cozy Pal, too. Rest in peace, Cozy, as well as Keith. Man, I had that record. Yeah, and now you're going to have it again. Cause we, it's awesome. I played the first few notes of it, and he handed me his iPod. And I was like, and oh, jeez. And he said, oh, give me. I need that. Yeah, 1985, Emerson Lincoln Powell. That's that was, awesome. That was touch and go. Uh, Logan, you were saying you had the 45 for learning to fly. I had fly, 45 so. for learning to fly. Yeah, but it's a great record, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. It's it underrated. Was... No one talked about this record when Keith died, and I think oh, that's man. that's a big disservice to his career because this record actually sold a few copies. So I was one of those copies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought it. I was a recent one of those copies. <laughs> of course so, you were. That's awesome, though. Yeah. And Thanks, man. Yeah, no problem. And now for something completely different. And now for something completely different. This, this goes on a lot during the Fallen episode, but this one's going to be a big shift from ELP all the way to ATCQ, a tribe called Quest. Uh, this one's for Fife Dog, Logan. Fife Dog. And we, we love Tribe. I uh, love Tribe. It, it, it may, uh, Tribe may be probably, actually, they are my second favorite hip-hop band of all time. And of course, who's number one? Public Enemy. Very good. I correctly answered that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know I did that, but... But at sometimes it's really like a one A one B kind of thing. Sure. Just because from from both facets of where they work from, and I know that a lot of people may know me as a little bit more of a metal dude or heavy, you know, yeah. heavy rock guy. Yeah. But I certainly have my jazz and hip hop roots and pop and stuff like that. But as far as hip hop goes, you know, Tribe Called Quest was a trailblazing above above the rim group for yeah. for you know for all the kids that are trying to follow it now sure it's hard it's, oh yeah it, no i know it, it's a tough bar for it's, them to, to to reach and i, I well, i'm not sure that i've really felt a whole lot from the kids that are trying to to uh get back there but well yeah it's like what chris rock said this is the kind of rap that you can defend as art yeah I mean, like you can it, it, uh, great production, great lyrics. Yeah, it's, I it's, mean, it's irreverent and funny, but it's very intelligent. At the same exactly, time. I, that's I was exactly gonna say. what they do. And, you know, it, it's it's not crotch grab. It's not it's not bravado. It's, it's not gangster. It's it's just real. It's real life for them on the street. Yeah, and and I hate for that to sound like you know all, you know, yo man, this is just where we come from or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. But this is where they came from. Yeah. And they made a situation that was kind of crappy better. Yeah. And they were kind of nerds, yeah. too. That was the best part about it. Yeah. The, and, like, and, them, and, them and Daylaw were like, they were just nerds. They were total nerds. And <laughs> and Fife Dog, you know, you know, he had a lot of personal struggles because of um, and, uh, what uh, he had. Was, was it diabetes? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, diabetes. Uh, that he was he was dealing with to the point to where even the his bandmates were like, man, we just need to chill because you need to you need to get yourself better. Mm-hmm. And he, but he just kept on fighting and, and and going for it because this this was his this was his dream. This yeah. this is what he had been able to accomplish. Yeah. And finally, I think it actually got the be- best of him in in the end. But tribe called Quest. Yeah, go go walk, look up Beats, Rhymes, and Life, the uh, documentary. Yeah, the Michael Rappaport directed. Excellent, excellent. Very good documentary. Good stuff. Excellent too. documentary. So, what are we playing? This is your pick. Oh yeah, I I, I picked Bugging Out, and I was just listening 
to it on my anthology, and I can't remember exactly which actual album it came off oh, we'll of. We'll get it on the back end there. But we can probably get that there. Yeah, so here you go. For Fife Dog, Tribe Called Quest, Bugging, Bugging Out. Out. Yo, microphone check, one, two, what is this? The five foot assassin with the roughneck business. I float like gravity, never had a cavity. Got more rhymes than the one that's got But you still don't know the half I sport new balance sneakers to avoid a narrow path Messing around with this against the size of the I never have stuff cause I'm not a half stepper Drink a lot of soda so they call me Dr. Pepper Refuse to compete with BS competition Your name is Specialist so won't you suckle with the mission I never walk the street think it's all about me Even though deep in my heart it really could be I just try my best to like go all out Somebody uh, even say you're shorty uh, black you're uh, bugging uh, out uh, Zulu Nation, mother's last creation Minds get Right on the two-inch tape, the abstract poet incognito runs the cape, not the best, not the worst, and occasionally I curse to get my point across, so bust the force as I go in between the grit and the dirt, listen to the mission, listen, missions I do work, um, as I crack the monotone, chilling up the jazz, so get your own, smoking on repeat, cause they try to dupe me, all the best of the back, but they can't do rap force, abstract, original, you can't get your own, and that's Pitiful. I know I'd be the man if I cold yank the plug on R&B, but I can't and that's wrong. From low end theory, I'd, I'd say that's a good place to start. Not bad Great. at all. Yeah, like those of you, you, I'm sure a lot of you know Left My Wallet and Nelson Gono. That's where I first came in. Right. Uh, so that's a good record to get. They're both on there. So I was bugging out. 
from Low in Theory. There you go. Rest in peace, Five Dog. Yeah. All right, moving on here. Uh, sort of, kind of, without <laughs> staying on the hip hop tip, without staying on it. Going back oh. to the funk and soul era from the seventies, right? A guy once again that I I actually never heard of before, and I can't believe I have it because this guy's been sampled to death. You will immediately hear N.W.A. and Dr. Dre snippets when I play you this next song. That's it. So that's pretty much all you need to say. So I'm going to have to at least plunk down a best of this guy because immediately when you put this stuff on, it acts like a time machine, I, I imagine. Yeah. Uh, so this guy, Leon Haywood, I'm going to play you something by him here. This is his most notable song due to the fact that you will immediately hear about six hip-hop songs <laughs> within about 30 seconds of it. So check this one out. I was calling this the Love to Love You Baby from the Funk Soul era. It's called I Want to Do Something Freaky to You. Ooh. Smooth.
right, there you go. Leon Haywood, I want ta. Because there's like a there's like a there's like an apostrophe there on I want ta. Ta? I want ta do something freaky to you. I got that off the best of Leon Haywood, which you can find on iTunes. Thank you, iTunes. Sounds pretty badass. But yeah, I dig it. It's got that William Devon, like, uh, be thankful for what you got, like, this gangster lean. Oh, right. You know, oh, soul yeah. funk ballad. I gangster lean. I love that shit. Yeah. All right. There Digging is, it. There's an absolute place for that, and there should be in everybody's life. So I'm going to end on this one here. This ties in, actually, with. Is this my surprise? Yeah, this is your surprise. Okay. Like I said, it's not a fun surprise, as it so much as like, wow, really? Myself here and Logan have been paying a year-long tribute to one of our favorite, favorite guys of all Mm. time, David Bowie. This is not so much for David, even though David will be involved here. Okay. There's a guy by the name of Dennis Davis who came into David Bowie's life as a session guy, yeah. along with Carlos Alomar. They yes. were like all friends. Yes. And started playing as early as the Young Americans record. Yes. This guy, Dennis Davis, played, played on low. I mean, he was... I mean, that snare drum. Yeah. You immediately, when you think of the snare drum sound and the album low, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. that thing. Yeah. Dennis was remained a friend of Bowie's. When, when, when you're in with Bowie, Bowie can just call you on the phone and you're back in. Like, and this guy, he'll call you just to find out how you're doing. Yeah, he'll be, he's on. He'll be on your email list. I found out that Bowie had this like crazy email yeah. list that that's how he communicated with people literally for the last ten years of his life. Mm. Dennis Davis also toured yeah. with David Bowie on Bowie's very last full length tour for Reality. Oh, did he really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, oh, Dennis shit. Davis. Much like our David Bowie died this year of cancer. Wow. And nobody said anything about it. And it's a freaking shame because this guy was great. Because he was part of tremendous records. I mean, yeah. going back, Young Americans, went went through, didn't he go through the whole Berlin trilogy? I think he the, played on a know, lot of it. Like, I yeah, mean, so. all, I, I'm not even sure what, maybe he stopped around. Yeah. Uh What's, uh, I know, what's, he had what's the younger, record that I'm trying to think he of? He got that younger guy in there, but he might have been out like right around... Uh, right. Whatever Glass Spider tour. Yeah, yeah, in, yeah. Uh, day in, day out, yeah, all that all, all that era. Yeah. I mean, that might might have been his last yeah. his last big tour with yeah. with uh, with with uh, David Bowie. Wow. He, but, I, I honestly didn't know that he yeah. passed away. Yeah, that said, I had to wow. find out about it Holy through, shit. through Wikipedia. I found out, and like, no headlines if you had seen If you'd seen the five years doc... Yeah. Then he's part of he's a a, a he's pretty a pretty yeah. good um, you get a really good sense of who he is as a yeah. person and you know just a just an artist you know he was there he was there for Bowie and Bowie trusted him yeah and that's that's you know what that's good enough for me man yeah that is absolutely good enough for me so it's it's super sad and it sucks and I figured this would be a great way to do it. Closing out, like, you know, kind of on a high positive note. And I'm going to leave this one to Logan. It, um, it's it's going to yeah. be torturous for him because i got 33 songs here ah, to choose from. Shit. From the last tour that both Dennis and David did together, ever. Uh, it's going to be something from the reality tour. This is an amazing live album, by the way. We haven't covered this yet on our Bowie special, but it will be on part four. And so, so just on a, on a first look, think about the drums a little bit, I guess. Yeah. Well, um, gonna sh- actually, he was a percussion player on this tour, but still. And uh, I figured it would be a cool way to go out. And plus, it's, 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 of course, a double tie into David once again, because this happened during the same timeline that we're operating off of here. 
So just what do you want to hear? What'll put you in a good mood? You know what? I think Cactus. I I, I oh. think you've played that a couple times. No, no, I don't think I've played it yet. Have you not played Cactus? I might have played it on the replacement covers episode, but uh, maybe yeah, let's, so. Let's do that. We haven't done the live version yet. So let's Cactus, do Cactus. I mean, it it it's a it's a Pixies cover. Yeah. From a um, from the Heathen record. Yeah. Uh, for, yeah, it, it came from the Heathen record. Yeah, so, but um, yeah, yeah, it's nice and heavy. Yeah, so that's a good one from Reality Tour. This is David and the Boys, along of course with Dennis Davis, Cactus Man. There you go for Dennis Davis, and of course, continually for the great David Bowie. That was a live version of the Pixies song "Cactus" from Reality Tour. Get the CD; it's amazing. Get the DVD because man, it's like the ultimate Bowie set list. That's a great set list. Even though he, as as he, I would wish want he brought to, it here. I know he brought it. <laughs> he played Houston and Shit. San Antonio. Did he really? Yeah. He played Texas. He did play two shows in Texas, but he didn't oh, play here. Fuck. Yeah. 
Mike Hutton went to that show. Yeah, our he friend did. Mike. Yeah, I remember who, that. He got on the list. I remember that. He got on the list because his wife worked in an office yeah. with somebody who was in Polyphonic Spree. I remember that now. And we were just like, dude, really? He got like great seats. Yeah, I remember that now. I was like, shit. I, should I need to find Mike. And I liked the Woodlands. I should have gone to that show. Oh, that but was who cool. knew? Yeah. I mean, who fucking yeah. knew, man? We didn't know. That was, I mean, yeah. Anyway, but I'm go. Sorry. But it's got it's got hits, but it's got like it's, it's it, all over. It's kind of like a it's kind of like a hipster set list, but in the best possible way because no, you got like there's nothing you, hipster about this set list. It's got cactus, this is everything that on, you cactus, want. No. Sister Midnight, no, nightclub, no, no. You know, no, no, like, no, 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 no. It's got some of the Iggy stuff on here too. It's got yeah, all the but young dudes. You still have like Rebel you know, Rebel like, and China Nova, Girl, loving the alien. Oh, he's yeah. a play that for fucking hipsters. I know. I'm he's just a kinda... play you know, Fantastic Voyage for hipsters under pressure. Sure, maybe. Maybe. Life on Mars? No. Oh, well, no, the hipsters love well, okay, that Okay, maybe that. Yeah, thank you. Anyway, Breaking Glass? Probably a bad choice of words. Yeah. But this is an amazing... Get no, the CD this and is the a DVD great, this is great set list. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go... Procure it right now. Yes. On that note... We're Thanks, gonna, Joey. No problem. Anytime, man. <laughs> we're going to go ahead and take off, and we just want to thank everybody for listening to Thanks the show. Thanks for listening. Yes. Go to cnjradio.com for more information. Plus every episode ever in ever. the history of Rock Strikes 10, including the ones that iTunes have deleted. Every single one that I'm on. Yeah, and especially every single one here, especially the ones that are Logan on. We'll spotlight those during the week. Uh, also, of course, stick around for The Synaptic featuring Randy Brown, A True Alternative. And that's good. Yes. And also great blogs from Chris from Wrestling House Show and that's Last good too. Theater on the left. And... Before we get out of here, extra special thanks to Pete and the guys from Spacebeard for the awesome outro. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband for more information and tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent you. Until then, everybody, we'll see you on the next one. Have fun. Hang loose. <laughs>